Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We uh, began the program talking about the uh, shootings in El Paso and in uh, Dayton, Ohio. 20 dead in El Paso, 26 wounded. Nine dead in Dayton, 27 wounded. Terrible, horrible situation. And uh, we spoke with the guests for the first hour of the program about El Paso and, and Dayton and why we are where we are. And uh, I know that in Dayton, Ohio, just a little while ago, the uh, the mayor, Nan Whaley, and the chief of police, Richard Beale, had a, uh, I don't know if it was a news conference, but they spoke together. Let me just play you a little bit of that. Uh, I want to recognize uh, everyone who's here um, of the elected uh, sort. Uh, obviously, Senator Sherrod Brown, appreciate him coming down from Cleveland. Senator Peggy Lehner is here with us today, appreciate her coming. Uh, Commissioner Shaw and Mims, who have been here all day just doing whatever needs to be done, as well as Commissioner Fairchild, uh, just having that support of um, uh, our community leaders and our state leaders has meant a lot to me personally, and certainly I speak on the behalf of the citizens of Dayton, that it means that uh, a lot to them as well. At this time, the status of this investigation, um, once again, I reiterate, we are very, very early into this investigation. Any suggestion at this time of motive would be irresponsible. We do not have sufficient information to answer the question that everyone wants to know. Why? We do not have that answer at this time. We will clearly pursue this investigation to try to understand motivation in this crime, assuming that there is a motivation that's understandable. So, so there's the, uh, the, the mayor and uh, the chief of police in Dayton, Ohio, from a little earlier. Uh, we were scheduled to speak with a reporter from WHIO, Anchor, but I'm sure their schedules are very fluid, so we'll continue to try to reach that reporter. But with us now is Dr. Avi Ben-Lolo. We were uh, always scheduled to speak with uh, Dr. Ben-Lolo this afternoon, as I've been mentioning. He's the president and CEO of of the Friends of the Simon Wiesenthal Center in Toronto. And, uh, Abby, thank you very much for the time. We've been talking, we talk, started the first hour, we were talking about El Paso and about Dayton, and then we talked about other issues on the show. And the last half hour, we were talking with John Iverson about his book about Justin Trudeau. And I found I was able to emotionally get away from the, you know, the fallout, personal uh, how you feel, uh, while the other issues were on the air. And then when I heard the mayor and the chief of police in Dayton, it's just like a weight landing on you again. It's just, and and the chief said, the question that people want answered is why. That certainly is a question we want answered. Uh, but also, what do we do about it? So let me start by asking you to share with us, where are we right now as far as the the uh, the terrible situations that we see that are based on racial and religious hatred? Uh, well, firstly, uh, good afternoon, I think. Um, Roy, and thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, I mean, you're asking me fairly uh, substantive questions uh, with respect to, um, you know, where we're at, I think, and uh, where it is we're going. It's obviously heartbreaking to see what's been uh, taking place uh, in the U.S. with respect to these uh, mass shootings. And... Um, 
you know, uh, we're um, we're looking at this and and really wondering what is where is the world going. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is um, you know what we engage with every day at the, the Wiesenthal Center when we're we're seeing conflicts uh, amongst people and and people behaving uh, so primitively um, and, uh, and and doing such evil acts. And, um, you know, it's, it's disconcerting to, to see. Um, I, I do believe, you know, and again, we're not American, and it's hard for us to, to completely comment, and we're not placed there. But, um, you know, when you look at, uh, at the gun issues uh, in the U.S., uh, that is one remedy that many people, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, I'm not being a Democrat or a Republican or anything like that, but just, uh, gun control, and obviously in Canada we we do have uh, gun control, as in in many other Western uh, democracies, and you don't see the same type of thing. So there is something to that argument, uh, so to speak. Uh, we have to change the culture of hate, and that's what my institution deals with every single day. Uh, we have to educate people. Uh, we have to make people much more compassionate um, about one another. And it's it's a priority because what we as a society are suffering from is this massive form of social illness uh, where people are alienated from one another, um, where people don't don't you know communicate with one another. They're on the internet. They're on, they're texting. They don't even telephone one another. And so and so you know we have to to create a new culture, one that is much closer and, and more connected. Uh, as we once had. Is this a, uh, I don't want to use the word new development, but is, is, the, is the level of violence that we're seeing, and, you know, I, I talked to you previously uh, about seeing a uh, story in a New York newspaper that the NYPD, their statistics showed that in a four-month period in 2018, they take that four-month period 2018, they compare it with the same four months, I think it's the first four months of the year, with 2019, and there's an 82% increase in violent attacks on Jews in New York City. That is terrifying. 82% increase. Are we seeing something new, or is this something that's been bubbling under the surface, or has it just been underreported? Yeah, I mean, to shift to the, to, you know, uh, hate crime against um you know, obviously, Jewish community is one is one example. Actually, um, very similar statistic just came out of the United uh, Kingdom. Um, you know, where where they did find this unbelievable uh, uh, increase in the first six months of 2019 with respect to anti-Semitic uh, incidents. Um, and here in Canada, we we're seeing uh, um, you know just a slight dip um, uh, in the past year. But it's hard to completely tell. The, the Jewish community is still the most targeted group, according to national statistics. Um, in fact, I'll tell you one thing, that there was an anti-Semitic attack uh, just in Vaughan uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, and the story is still being investigated, and you know the details are very, very uh, unclear. Uh, but, but there was a violent attack uh, that happened against a, a Jewish kid. Uh, yesterday, so so we are seeing uh, this uh, much more. Um, you know, the rising tide of, of white supremacism, as an example, uh, is a problem. 
Um, we're seeing a uh, rising tide of uh, Islamicism against the Jewish uh, community in many spheres around the world, particularly in France, um, where, where, that's, uh, where that's occurring. So, um, you know, we have to educate uh, much more, which is what, as an institution, that's what we're focused on, on educating um, and advocating against hate. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, France, and we've talked about that on this program, and various countries in, in Europe where there's racial and religious violence taking place, uh, North America. But, and, th- and then when, when El Paso happens, when Dayton happens, yeah. I find that almost the, the nucleus of the question, and the question we have to ask ourselves, and, that, and you use the term educate ourselves, yeah, absolutely, I find that that gets almost submerged over the issue of gun ownership and guns. Now, I understand that guns are a very significant part of the equation. We wouldn't have had El Paso and Dayton uh, with the mass deaths if, if the ease of access to firearms weren't, 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 weren't what it is. Uh, yeah. but, but at the same time, guns become almost, tell me if I'm wrong, guns become almost an issue of convenient deflection when an incident, a terrible incident like this happens, instead of dealing with the nucleus issue, am I wrong about that? Well, well, you know, I don't know if you're wrong or right, and obviously the gun argument is a, is a big argument. It is. And, you know, there's many, many perspectives to it that we're seeing, and, and, you know, it becomes very politicized. So, you know, I'm not uh, a particular expert on, on gun control, but I, but I will um, uh, just say that, you know, look, Many of these shooters are young. Look at the ages. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're not properly developed or responsible to handle AR-15s. No. And, and, you know, they go to shops and they buy this after playing probably seven years of, of video games um, that are all shoot 'em ups And I, I know this because, you know, you know that the biggest fad, for example, is Fortnite and other, and other video games. So, you know, um, this is, an, and coupled with the ideology that is penetrating the Internet, the Nazi, white supremacist, racialized ideology, coupled with them, you know, young kids having AR-15s and, and being driven by, you know, by, by whatever mental state they're in, uh, th- these are the results. And, and so there's something there, and, and there's something that needs to be uh, addressed, and addressed very, very fast. Is there... Th- is enough being done? Is the will there to do it? And I'm going to go back to something I mentioned earlier on the program. When I had a guest on, I was trading some emails with a friend early this morning. And uh, I've always said people are very engaged with an issue for 24 hours, a little less engaged after 48. And then after 72 hours, they're pretty much gone. They're on to something else. And and uh, so this friend of mine said, yeah, he, he agreed with that. Uh, and... Part of our discussion by email followed with, will we ever, is there the political will, is there the societal will to deal with what has to be dealt with? In other words, as you said, provide the education, uh, take on this issue of hate, deal with it, uh, or are we, are, do we just take that 72-hour window, um, express our anger, our disgust, our sorrow, and then move on? And it doesn't get dealt with. Well, it seems that, that that's that's what's happening. Um, you know, the news is is so fast, and there's so many pieces of information just being thrown at us. You know, every single minute of the day, 
Um, you know, you just look at our own local news and what's happened in our own city with shootings and all kinds of things that have right. happened in the last 24 hours. Yep. I mean, we're, we're, we're continuously in the cycle um, of, of a lot of news not, not being able to absorb much and react to it properly and address the, the issues. Um, I do think, and, you know, I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn here, but I do think that civil um, um, uh, society organizations, um, you know, f- these, th- these are the issues that we are focused on uh, every single day trying to fix some of the things that are going on uh, in, in society. And so, you know, we, we, uh, we think that, you know, we, we, we're looking at them, we're trying, you know, for example, we have tolerance education classes and workshops and, you know, our, our Tour for Humanity bus goes to school and schools and educates uh, students about the Holocaust and universal genocide in order to, to try to create this more compassionate society and slow things down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from this really fast cycle where people are forgetting things because these poor people that were murdered mm-hmm. in the last uh, uh, 24 hours, they're going to be forgotten. Um, who remembers that Las Vegas mass shooting, yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> who remembers what happened last week? It, it's terrible, that's right. So, you know, we, we have to try to to refocus ourselves, slow it down, and try to address these issues as a society, and that is everybody, government, uh, media, law enforcement, education, everybody that is in the front line, civil society, everybody that's in the front line needs to address what is happening to humanity because we are not going you know, down the right path as, as we see things. No, and if we don't, we'll just become increasingly desensitized, and that's a recipe for disaster. Totally, total disaster. I mean, this this can easily creep into Canada. Look, I mean, I don't know if you know, but we we actually um, um, not we, but, but but the police in uh, Medicine Hat, Alberta, um, identified a Nazi white supremacist just last summer, exactly around this time, um, who had a manifesto, um, who had um, uh, about twelve hundred rounds of ammunition and. Uh, three guns, and he was he had Holocaust denial um, paraphernalia in his apartment, and he was ready to go. Like we don't know, there could be people like that in 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 communities, and mm-hmm. this needs to be addressed. Yeah, hold on, Avi, please hold on. We'll come back with Dr. Avi Benlolo. He's the president and CEO of the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center in Toronto. We really should uh, ask Avi what the center does. He's shared some of the activities with us, but um, we'll come back and we'll ask him that. It's all about taking action. It's about doing things to step up and help others. We did an interview on that just a few weeks ago on, uh, on, on taking, when an opportunity presents itself. We were talking to somebody who had done that. I can't remember who it was. But uh, just taking the opportunity and stepping up and saying, I'm not going to allow this to happen. Uh, I'm going to take you on on uh, on this. I don't know what it was. It was a uh, gentleman was on Twitter, and he had stopped uh, some skinheads from going after a little kid trying to get his mobile phone away from him, and he challenged the uh, skinheads, and they ran off the bus. Dr. Avi Benlolo is my guest, president, CEO of the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center in Toronto. Avi, t- would you remind us, please tell us what, what, you know, what's the what's the the nucleus of the activities 
of the of the center. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, well, the, the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center is a uh, human rights international organization. Our, our main focus is combating anti-Semitism, racism, and intolerance, and we do that um, in, in many, many different platforms. Uh, we have education modules, uh, for example. We have a mobile tolerance uh, center that goes school to school across Ontario and some other parts of Canada, in fact, like the adjacent provinces, um, stopping at various schools, educating um, students about Holocaust, about universal genocide. We talk about Rwanda, Darfur, you know, Bosnia, Cambodia, First Nations, uh, women's rights, uh, things like that. And uh, we also, the, the key component of our education modules is talking about heroes, people who have done amazing things like uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, or Gandhi, uh, or Simon Wiesenthal, in order to inspire students um, to understand that they have a choice to make. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, we don't want them to go the, the, the evil, bad way. We want them to go and, and find a positive role model and do good things in their communities, in their schools, in their churches, synagogues, mosques, whatever it is, and, and really uh, be uh, tremendous citizens and great leaders. And Avi, I've, I've done a terrible job of watching the clock. I have 20 seconds. I'm oh. sorry. No problem. So, so that's that's essentially the uh, the mandate of the organization. In that <laughs> well, you do a, you do a remarkable work, and uh, Simon Wiesenthal brought a lot of the the uh, the German Nazis uh, to justice, and he did that for many years. Thank you for joining us today. We we have so many questions. I think we know what the answer is. We have to get to it. That's the key. Thank you. It thank you, Abby. And thank you very much. All the very best. If you want to hear more. Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.